0: And then you get it in the day of Pentecost. What happens? This wind breathes into people and they can live. What's the problem in Acts 19? The Spirit is not there. What does the Spirit make possible? There's three things, amongst many things perhaps, but there's three things that we want in life. We want to be good. We want to be, we're created to actually do things right. How many of us know what it feels like when we get when we've done it wrong and we get caught out yeah anybody ever had that experience <laughs> yes now there's a whole stack of adults putting their hands up right now does anybody under the age of 15 what it knows feels like to do it you know what's right you do the wrong and you get found out Jamie's looking at his dad going don't say anything Anybody knows how that feels? Yeah, under the age of 15. Dan, tell me how it feels. Not good. Just, can you explain that? Can you put some language to that? What? What? What is it? What? How does it feel?
1: Sorry, I'm having trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask Siri. <laughs>
0: Dan you were you were saved by the, the question let me ask the adults let me ask the adults how's it feel when you when you've tried to do right but you've done wrong and you've been found out how's it feel ashamed Frustrated with yourself? How many of you kind of know that feeling of I just want to beat myself up? Any other language? What does it feel like? Dirty? Dirty? Might Might never be trusted again. What will? How will my relationships be? How will that be? We're created because we want to do good. We know how it feels when it's not there. We're created to be useful. We create it to be useful. Uh, this week I was, um, I was with some folks and we were planning some stuff together and uh, they were really encouraging. I mean, so encouraging that I thought after a while, <laughs> what actually went through my head was, I don't care if they're not being sincere, I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> it was like they were so over the top that almost everything I said, it was like, That is brilliant. Now, I know that that's true, but I just wanted to... (laughs) I'm not always in that sort of setting where people are so affirming. But that feeling of when people are going, do you know what? That's really helpful. Suddenly, I feel bigger. Even if it's not sincere. Because we're created to be useful. And then, finally, we're created to have a purpose. And I want to suggest that what the spirit does is enable these three things to be true this idea of being good one of the things that the spirit does is the promises that the fruit of the spirit will grow within you so once you receive the spirit there's something actually about your actions about your ethics that changes Um, The fruit of the Spirit, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That this will grow within you. That it's not something... It's it's very different than that feeling of, right, I'm really going to try hard. I'm really going to try hard to be good. Um, I don't know if you know how that feels, but you know... Um, when you sort of wake up and go, right, today's going to be a different day. I'm not going to lose my temper with whoever. I'm going to really try hard. And then you go to bed going, another failure. Actually, it's not that. It's this idea of the spirit actually within you creating something new. I wonder what you think that looks like. I wonder if you know people who act like that and what do they do What does it look like? Do you know someone, do you know a Christian who you would go, do you know what, I see that in them? And what do they do? How does that look? (laughs) Yeah, you could be there a while, (laughs) if these people don't answer. Tell me. Tell me what it actually looks like in flesh. Tell me what it looks like in people. Tell me a story of someone you know who's a follower of Jesus and they exhibit some of that. Selfless. Yeah. Tell, Selfless. Okay, can you... Um, do you have someone in mind? Uh, I was thinking of the... Uh... Yeah, I was thinking of the King family. They're not here so they won't be embarrassed, but... <laughs> the way they their life is a life of service yeah. and from the parents it's cascaded down to the children and I can just imagine that in turn passing on to their children okay. and they're just born to serve so in Paul and Pearl's family I think many of us would have seen that over the yeah. long years that actually there's something of there's something of God there yeah, definitely. someone else who do you see it in Steve um My in-laws, Claire's parents, um, very much, particularly a a dad, their home is a place where people can go when it's all gone wrong or they need to recover or... It's just a place where people can be refreshed and built up. And so over the years, I don't know how many people they've had that go through that go and live there for a short amount of time, from all over the world, really, and they come into contact with these people quite bizarrely sometimes, but they just come and just somehow it builds them up and then they can send them back out again. Great. Someone else, just one more. What's it look like? Yeah, behind you. Uh, I see it as inspirational. Um, But, um, (laughs) yeah, um, just basically seeing how a relationship, so I see it as um, how um, me and Alex as a couple can live as a family with God as the centre of it, and seeing that displayed elsewhere. So when you see it in another family, Mm. the family they're talking about is you. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> and that's not Siri. That's just a. <laughs> so you see it in someone else, and you see it as in inspirational, and suddenly you go, actually, that's what it begins to look like. Some of this, and uh, because we're British, we don't do this thing of uh, telling one another, you know. We, we, we generally we only say nice things about people at their funeral when they can't hear anymore. But. But this is what it looks like in flesh. It's not about being do-gooders. It's actually just having a different power that enables us to live well. It's the spirit who gives gifts enables us to be useful. The gifts of the Spirit, there's gifts that we need to practice with one another. And they range from things like hospitality, through to administration, through to miracles, through to healing, through to giving, all the rest of it. That actually, we need one another to be whole, and we need you to play your part. The, The deal about the New Testament is this, that if we don't all play our part, We all are poorer. The Spirit who gifts one another in order that we might be able to live. And then finally the purpose well in this passage that we read what was how did that purpose work out well they spoke in tongues and they prophesied suddenly one of the things about the spirit coming is that they're open to God in a new way their language with God changes they hear from God they speak to God differently paul goes into the synagogue and he has boldness and he has wisdom and miracles happen and he is guided at the end of that passage. In other words, the Spirit takes each of us and says, right, I want to give you the purpose that will enable you to live differently. It's what we're created for. So it's no surprise then when Paul writes to the Ephesians years later... One of the things he reminds them of is you keep on being filled with the Spirit. The church was formed around people who hadn't had that experience and came into it. And when Paul writes back to the church, he goes, that's what you need. That's what we need. It's easy, isn't it? To live with all the correct doctrines. All the correct truths. And actually to have just a memory of what it was like when we were very aware of the Spirit moving. And the reason Paul writes, to this, writes this to the Ephesians is because he's really aware that what you and I need is to be refilled with the Spirit continually. Because it is the Spirit that will enable the fruit to grow. It is the Spirit that enables us to know how do we fit and how do we, what do we have to offer one another? What's our value in terms of what we offer? How useful can we be to one another? But it's also the Spirit that takes our lives and says, this is why I've created you. This is why I've placed you there. This is what I want to do for you. This is what life with me looks like. Everybody has their own story about being filled with the spirit. Everybody has their own journey. It happened for me when I was uh, 16, just a teenager and uh, grown up in church family Uh, Grew up with all the right things, but really struggled to do the right, to act right. (laughs) Really struggled with that. But had all the right tick box, believe this, do that, go to church, think that. But struggled to put it into practice. And uh, at the age of 16, someone just asked me, do you want to get prayed for to receive the Spirit? And, And I said, yeah. And so they laid hands on me. And some people were praying for me, and absolutely nothing happened. (laughs) Not a thing. It was a Monday night in a prayer meeting. Nothing happened at all. And I went home and uh, went to my room, and um, just on my own, and this might sound a bit odd for a 16-year-old, but it's true, on my own sang a chorus that we're going to sing later this morning. Ian doesn't know this, but it is the same chorus. No, he he knows that we're going to sing it. He just doesn't know the link. And I just sang a little chorus that we're going to sing later, on my own. And as I was singing that, two things happened. One is I just felt overwhelmed by the love of God. Just felt overwhelmed, and um, and I started speaking in tongues. Just on my own in my own bedroom. No kick and fuss, nobody doing anything other than just one young lad saying, God, I want this to be true. You see, at 16, you get to the age where you don't want to just be, there's no, at 16, I think at 16, you decide whether actually all of this is true or not. And if it's not true, then you just bail out. And if it is true, you want it to be really true. And at 16, something happened for me that enabled me to go, I'm in. And for me, it was receiving the Spirit. Everybody's got their own story. And for everybody, it'll happen at a different age, in a different time, in a different way, in a different place. There's no one way. But you know when you've got it, and you know when you haven't, and you know when you've lost it. <laughs> And so Paul writes to the Ephesians and go, you need this. It's so fundamental. It's the reason we need the Spirit. In order that we might live for the purpose of God. And it's how a church was birthed in Ephesus. It's how someone who feels like a little Yorkshire terrier realizes, actually, no, I am born for more than this. Just let me finish the sermon, and then we can discuss the finer points of it. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll discuss it all finer, much further. Um, the, the, the unknown terrier. Um, you, you can feel like that dog who goes, I know it should be different, but I can't, and I'm not. What I think should happen isn't happening, but actually the spirit comes and says, I can make it different.